minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast, the podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus and Grady Lyman. Ones are wild tonight, episode 111 of the Play It By Ear podcast. One, 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 one. Uh, are, are we fared out? I didn't make it to the fair. You didn't, you didn't go at all. I did not go at all. Well, Savannah, no, I couldn't go. Yeah. You, you had a, you had a bad week. I had a very bad week. Um, the week started off, um, of course. Okay. For our listeners that are in other places besides our immediate tri-state area, last week was Brown County fair week. And it's the little state fair. We've done episodes on this and mentioned it many times, but um, because of the amount of participation and everything, our schools closed down for a week. You know, we make it up at other points. This is not free and clear, but you know. But long story short, um, a couple of days before the fair started, um, it took me two and a half years, but I finally got the COVID. Covis. The Covis, and um. It knocked me pretty good for a loop and fever for about five days. I'm fine. I'm fine. I really didn't get too sick. Just a little bit of a fever. It's a tiredness. But um, it. I, I actually told Eric off air, it reminded me when I had mono in college. It kind of felt the same. Don't so, talk about um, that. Don't talk yep. about that. <laughs> don't talk, don't maybe, talk about the spleen maybe, enlargement. But um, woozy. But, but also recovery to the other ones in my household. Um, we had one that had an emergency appendectomy and one that had a scheduled uh, arthroscopic knee procedure. So it's been uh, all kinds of fun around <laughs> here. Guess you picked a good week to be off anyway. I guess that's the upside. This is true. This is true. Savannah, hello. John is with us as well. Maxwell. Maxwell. Maxwell Gray. So he's, he sounds like a private detective or something. Maxwell Gray. Or, or, or a spy or something like that. Interesting. John Barney is with us. Hello. Mr. Brewer. Mr. Brewer. We're going to drag him on air here. Yes. Sooner than must. later. We must. 
All right. Uh, episode 111, as I said, of the Play It By Your podcast. If you have not been with us before, we uh, talked a period of time on each topic. I always say 20-ish minutes. I, when's the last time we talked for actually 20 minutes? But kind of puts us in a little bit of a structure as we uh, probably lean toward the unstructured. But uh, we'll <laughs> Actually, a couple weeks ago, I think I cut off my topic at like 25 minutes which is actually five minutes on the bonus side. And I felt like I was slacking. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, got, uh, got 10 people in the room. So if you have not checked in, if you choose to do so, we will acknowledge your existence. We will thank, you for, your, thank you for your presence and uh, hope you enjoy yourself. Maxwell coffee. Uh, that, that's, that's another, another place you hear that word. Maxwell house. All right. So, uh, I've got myself first and you second. Is that the way we're going here? Is that, is that where we are? What was that? I've got myself first on the screen, then you. I, did did I go first? I can't remember who went first last time. Don't guess it matters. but uh, It matters not. All right. So I will go first then. Uh, we have delved into many different topics on nostalgia, on the 80s. Um, of course, we are children of the 80s, um, and, and you can look back on our catalog of episodes, and it's kind of interwoven all throughout. Uh, this is a different list. Uh, you may see some things that tie into some things we've done before, but uh, the list is called, let me get the proper name here, 50 Things Only People Who Lived in the 1980s Will Remember. So I guess you have obviously had to be of a certain age and live in the eighties to remember some of these things. Obviously you could not have uh, been born in 1989 in December and remember some of these things, but uh, I want to go on record before yes. you begin. See, I like this topic. Dag on it. I hate the Facebook posts that are condescending in tone like that. If you didn't grow up in eighty, you're not going to remember this. Well, I, I disagree. Well, I mean, it's it's not untrue. And it's tr- you, you you may know of something, but you don't remember it. But you had to have lived through it to remember it. Right? I just think that cha- chafes the other audience. <laughs> you won't remember. We're not trying to chafe anybody here. I guess we're just calling out our own ages, maybe. But uh, We are the soothing balm for your ears and souls. There you go. That, that was... It's deep, Brady, very deep. <laughs> All right. I don't know if this is in any particular order, uh, but I'll, I'll start at number 50. Thinking that holding a boombox over your head in someone's lawn was romantic. <laughs> and, of course, we, uh, we refer that to uh, Say Anything, the 1989 movie with John Cusack. Lloyd. Who, yeah. Um, Cusack, uh, w- one of my favorites. Um. I, what's the last movie he's been in? Well, I know he's I been could... in some more, more recent. I remember him. Uh, what was that movie? Two thousand twelve, where mm. like Yellowstone Park blew up or something. I don't know, but yeah, um, the whole end of the earth. But yeah, the boombox in somebody's yard. I think if you do that today, you're going to get a noise ordinance and a trespassing thing. Well, first of all, boomboxes. <laughs> So a lot of things come back around and some of the things on this list have come back around. 
this have boom boxes come back or when's the last time you saw a new boom box well i mean define boom box because for vacation we got a small jbl speaker about the size of a pop can it's not impressive to look at but get out but it could out boom the boom box so i think the boom boxes have just become minuscule and wee but they well, pack more I'll, uh, I'll, power. I'll, sh- I'll show you what I'm referring to here. Oh, yeah. There is the boombox in the picture right there. Played some Peter Gabriel. Yeah. So Two. When, when's the last time you saw a new? I mean, do they sell them anymore like that? They do. In fact, I think somebody's cashing in on the nostalgia and throwback where your phone actually slides. So it's big framework and speakers, but the guts is your phone. Gotcha. So something you could hold over your head, but um, yeah, if I showed up at a girl's house, yeah, now I'm even going to go back in the day. If I showed up and I put a boom box over my head outside their window at night, it's not going to go well. I don't think it's very romantic. It kind of, now in the movie it is, but in every place besides Hollywood land, that's just kind of creepy. (laughs) <laughs> yes john that's where you can get one the flea market in springfield <laughs> but <laughs> all right uh 49 acid washed jeans brady you were the main connoisseur that i knew of of acid washed jeans everybody did you just didn't realize it i had a pair a pair i believe now yours might have been stonewashed jeans well, there were those because there was acid washed and stone washed. I still don't really know the difference, but of all things, it made a small comeback recently. But I, I was, um, I always wonder why it didn't come back sooner. And I was told that the stuff that they use to make stone washed acid washed jeans is very hard on the environment. It's hard to uh, dispose of. So right. that's that's the main reason. Yes. All right, uh, and I'm going to skip through here. I mean, we won't be able to get through 50 things here, so I'm just going to move on up. This is one that has come back around, and I don't know if it the comeback around has gone away again yet. I, it seems like I still see them. Uh, things tend to happen a little more slowly around here. Proudly sporting mullets. Oh, yeah. It. I think the peak has slackened. But I'm going to go one more. I I think I saw more mullets the last three or four years than I did even when I was in the 80s. Or is it just that you noticed them more because they I, were unique at this point in time where they were not when we yeah. were back then? But, you know, it, it, it's still around. We we still have, you know, there's multiple. So say you, you are in a high school now, so you see things. We I had mean, it in I, elementary, I, too. Well, I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do at my elementary school as well, but uh, and I I'm around the buses at dismissal, so I see the high school kids come out, so I I do see them there too. But I mean, I don't I don't see all the kids, but yeah. I, that's why I'm saying I think they're still there. I don't know how widespread they are at this point, or if it's kind of started to fade away again. Well, I mean, one of the uh, main football prospects, um, Quinn Ewers. Uh, was at Ohio State and at University of Texas. I mean, he's King Mullet, and he's still King Mullet. True. So. According to Maxwell, mullets are awful. Three words. 
I don't disagree. A mullet will add 20 years to somebody. And I don't think it's from the nostalgia. There's something about a mullet that ages one's features. Like um, Could be. The, 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 first, the first kid that I really encountered that brought the unironic mullet back was there, there was a basketball player at a local high school sporting a full mullet and a full 70s stash or 70s, early 80s stash. Nice. And um, he came onto the court and I was like, I think that guy sold me a t-shirt when I saw White Snake when I was 14 years old. White Snake? White Snake. So, yeah, the mullet is still around. It is back. It, it's still pretty prevalent. But I think the um, I, I think it's an outgoing trend. Uh, Savannah says they have a mullet competition. I did hear that someone. Yeah. I it's, it's, saw someone on TV the other day or someone went to a mullet competition. But anyway, uh, the next one on the list here, I'll, I'll highlight slogan T-shirts. And when I say slogan T-shirts, I mean, for example, choose life. <laughs> White with the black block lettering, a la yes. George Michael. Yes. Frankie, say relax. Uh, yeah. Seems that, like you, I, I did not have any of those. It seems like you no. did. You didn't? I didn't. I didn't. Um, it really wasn't available. Because keep in mind, in the 80s, those shirts would have been high-end designer brand. But now they're easily printed. So actually, the first time I ever saw one in the wild to purchase was I, I happened to be walking by the mall in Hot Topic, and it was hanging in the it was hanging in the uh, window, and I'm like, ah! So finally, thirty something years too late, I could finally get one. <laughs> All right, next one here I'll highlight: Madonna rolling around in a prom dress. That happened last week. Yeah. No. Actually, I saw uh, a picture of Madonna yesterday with her son, who I believe is 16 years old, wearing a dress. Why doesn't that surprise me? The, the shock value thing. Um, yeah, the uh, Madonna writhing around on the floor in um, Come Hither dance moves. I mean, she's pretty much the start, the purveyor of it, isn't she? Pretty much. I mean, when one thinks of seductive pop stars dancing, she's probably the alpha and the omega. She started it all. She did. All right. Next one. And it seems like maybe this one, you still see people do this quite a bit. Wearing down vests, no matter the time of year. Um, I'm really guilty uh, no, not no matter what time of year, but this season, starting about late September, October, I get my down vest out because, you know, you wear a button shirt or a hoodie or something underneath of it, and it, it, it meets your needs. It meets your needs. <laughs> Hello, Becky. You're making a statement. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You can read it if you like. We try to stay out of politics on this show, but uh, I appreciate your statement, Becky. Thanks for thanks for coming tonight. Yes. Uh, the miracle on ice. Now I don't. Dorothy Hamill. No, 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 no. The the, the United I'm kidding, States. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Do you believe in miracles? 
Yeah. I don't think that I watched that live. Um, I don't think we could have watched it live as Utes because of the tape delay and everything. So it didn't happen like eight or ten hours before, you know, it was ever broadcast. And I mean, the- th- those were the winter olympics in new york i mean i I don't know oh that's true that's true i'm sorry just because i'm thinking russians yeah it did happen in lake placid new york yeah uh john says greatest sports moment ever pretty darn Uh, good now what people forget (laughs) i believe this was the semifinals. Mm -hmm. it was not the finals correct they beat finland in the finals so uh but people tend to get caught up in the fact that that won them the gold medal. It did not. It did not. Uh, Becky says, Brady, uh, I get my vest out too. I love fall, but not summer. I don't like these cold mornings. All right. The Chernobyl disaster. Um, I told my social studies class the story of, well, we were doing some geography stuff last year i would bring up chernobyl and how i kind of like try to make things relevant and interesting uh but i've told them about the abandoned city that you know the the ferris wheel there's fair rides still up and things were just frozen in time and it's real creepy and there was actually a horror movie made about people that went back to chernobyl and you can go to google maps and look at chernobyl from satellite view yeah very very interesting yeah so, uh, an interesting tie into current events. Chernobyl is in Ukraine. And it's kind of back in the news as being a potential nuclear disaster because if it gets shelled or blown up, there's right. going to be, you know, right. issues. Okay, next one. Cutting up perfectly good clothes to redesign them. That is more of a thing now than it was back then. I I, I agree with that. I I never cut up my clothes. No. Never saw the sense in it. No. Now, I I have cut up clothes, but not for the reasons of, like, like for instance, the the dog accidentally tore a hole in a sleeve of a hoodie of mine. So I cut the sleeves out of it. Yeah. And make it like a sleeping hoodie, you know? See, I've never even worn jeans that i cut the legs off myself i mean i've um, worn i've worn jorts but <laughs> they, <Johnson>. they, <laughs> yeah they they were not like they didn't <laughs> begin life as full-size jeans and were made into jorts it was a petite jean <laughs> yes uh yeah, John, people over 25 should not wear those clothes. Uh, I mean, it, it's so correct. common now. Like, I was cracking up because I've actually seen it where there's actually like three threads. It, it's basically a it's a pair of pants on life support. It, it It's like, like from mid thigh down is actually kind of like a facade. Yeah, exactly. All right, next one. Speaking of uh, rolling around, Tawny Katane flying on top of a car. 
God rest her soul. God rest her soul. In the White Snake videos, second White, White Snake. Snake reference, um, she was dancing provocatively on the hood of a Jaguar. 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 Of course, she was dating David Coverdale at the time. So that's mm-hmm. why she was in the videos. All right. Uh, next one. Listening to Do They Know It's Christmas. I like Do They Know It's Christmas, and I'm going to say something that could be a little sacrilegious here. I like Do They Know It's Christmas better than We Are the World. Okay. I will agree. My sister and I went to the old Camelot Music and bought the 45. Love the video. Um, I, it may or may not be true that when my children am in the car and that comes on the, uh, Christmas radio station, I'll start belting it out. Now I like the song better, but I like singing. We are the world better. Cause then I get to do all the voices. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's you and me have been a dead. It's you and me. Which I would get in trouble in eighth grade music class because I was being authentic, but evidently it was irritating to the music teacher. <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> That's not how the song goes. Yeah, it is. I just watched the video. My favorite one to imitate was Ray Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let me hear you now. <laughs> we are all the ones. Um, I I always think the best. <laughs> Sorry, in the um, I always like busted the Willie Nelson. The, this God us better. <laughs> I, I go from the Bob Dylan to the Willie Nelson. You can't do the Bruce Springsteen without blowing out your vocal cords. Do the Willie Nelson again. That's great. Turning stones to break. <laughs> <laughs> in the Daryl Hall, the uh, it's true, we'll make a better day. Just, yeah, yeah, I still don't know all the accents. How could they have not appreciated that? Uh, yes, uh, Dan Aykroyd, as John uh, mentions, yeah. why was he in that one? I, I, well, why I, was he in the do they know it's Christmas? Because that always confused me. Because was the, he in the, do they know it's Christmas? Yeah. I, I believe was? so, because it didn't fit. It, it might it might have been We Are the World, but see, I was thinking it was Do They Know This Christmas? Because I was like, you know, why? It, I'm I'm happy he was doing it, but most of those were like British, you know, new wave, new romantic, right. you know, the Brit artists. So I heard as far as We Are the World goes, all these people, I don't know if it was in an award show or something they were all at. And then they all went and recorded the song. So it's like maybe there was just a cattle call to say, hey, we're going to record this song. Come on over to Quincy Jones's studio and we're going to. I mean, I guess Dan Aykroyd was a blues brother. True. So maybe that that was the, yeah, that was you know. The tie. All right, Becky, go Brady. <laughs> it's your birthday. Uh, hitting the arcade on Friday night. I can't say on a Friday night, but hitting the arcade, going to Aladdin's castle and dropping some tokens on some dragon's lair. Yes. Yeah. 
Does the fair still have an arcade? That's a great dude. I, I'm really not making this up. That's why I was looking forward to going to the fair this year. Cause I was on a quest. Cause I, I, I had thought about that and I was like, I want to see what's in the fair arcade. So at what point, I mean, that arcade was in the same place for 30 years. What, when did, when, when was the first year there was a fair arcade? It had to be during our lifetime. I just always remember it being there. You know, th- th- that's a great question. I, now, now arcade, maybe in our lifetime, but I bet that is where the pinball machines in the Zoltar, the fortune reader, in the punch the punching bag to see how hard your punch is kind of thing. All right. You remember seeing those guys and walking by that thing and they'd take take a five five step run toward the thing and how they did <laughs> break they their, do break that eventually. Yeah. No, well the first thing they do is they always have to take off their shirt <laughs> and tuck it in their here, back. Here pocket. we go. Here we go. <laughs> Brady's about to get on a rant. So they would take off their shirt if it even if it was thirty five degrees. Because evidently we can't have that thin layer of fabric block the torque of your punch. So then the next thing they have to do is walk like Popeye up to it. And then they take the running step, the, the, the running leap, and then they punch it. And they pause and look around kind of like a Roman gladiator. It, it, but but then they're shocked to find that all the women have not fainted at the sight of their manliness. <laughs> Somebody get a lemon squeeze and throw it on them to get to get them woken up because that guy just punched an inanimate object with his shirt off. You sound. I a feel little, better. <laughs> you, you sound a little salty, Brady. Slightly salted. Now, but you know what I'm talking about. See, when, when we talked about the Brown County Fair episode before, it, it's changed at some point. But where I joked about there was bands of toughs, like it was like a, a 50s throwback where they'd be kind of like pseudo greasers. And they would go around just like starting crap with people for random reason. And those are the people that always visited the punching bag. True. Uh, John, uh, talking about the arcade, says the arcade in Hillsborough was called the Wigwam, aptly named, of course, <laughs> Indians being the mascot there. All right, the next one. This is one of those where were you when you heard it types of, of things, the Challenger explosion. And I remember exactly where I was when Me I heard too. that. Where were you? I had just put away my saxophone and it was getting ready to head to lunch when one of the senior cheerleaders came in and said, the space shuttle exploded. So yeah, we you must, ate lunch and then went to Mr. Heard, Welch's class. You must, you must have heard late. I, I was in the hallway where the sophomore lockers were when I heard. How did you... That wouldn't have been around band time. Yeah. You probably just were a little bit ahead of me. I was probably trying to be smooth, putting away my saxophone. Smooth. All right. Trying to learn how to break dance. <laughs> I, 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 I never, not one time, attempted to break dance. <laughs> You've never broke dance? <laughs> I, I've never broke danced. 
Would they? Oh, <laughs> would, would they both be past tense? I never broke dance. Broke danced. <laughs> break danced. I let, let's put it this way. I guess maybe I have done some break dance moves. Like I've seen you pop it and lock it a couple times. Uh, some, some some with the upper torso, but. Never, ever have I ever tried to spin my body on the ground or anything like that, or or do you, the worm or whatever. Okay, um, you you did not try, you did not beg your parents to purchase the Alfonso Ribeiro breakdance kit. <laughs> I did not. I I knew with my body type that was not going to work for me. Um, I I tried to make it because uh, bless you, Pluto Network. Um, I was like perusing. I now make it an annual thing, usually around the holidays, that I always watch Breaking or Breaking Two Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, I do prefer Breaking, but um, I I always have to watch it because it's so awesomely bad. So awesomely you know, bad, it's good. Oh yeah, I mean the whole concept. Oh no, they're shutting down a community center. Who's going to stop break, them? A group of breakdancers. We, mu we must breakdance to save it. <laughs> I will moonwalk on your head. Uh, John says he was taking an exam at Ohio State when he heard about the Challenger. All right, next one. Now, I did not watch this show, but, I mean, it was one of those things where you couldn't get away from it. Who shot JR? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was big stuff. And for okay. those that don't know, that was the TV show Dallas the finale of the 1980 season. JR, the main character, the was villain. shot by somebody. No one knew who. And, and it was a cliffhanger. It wasn't. Probably and the original cliffhanger, really, wasn't it? I mean, don't it, know any it, others. it pretty much was. It, it was. We were cliff hung. And <laughs> um, here is why. This is, gosh, this is going to be a reference. And I just thought of this like at this second. I was trying to like, man, I would have been about like fourth grade or fifth grade. And I kind of was aware of it, but I didn't watch, no, watch you'd it. Been, how did, you'd, you'd been younger than that. Yeah. I'd be younger than that. So it's like, how you, was I aware of it? Third grade. Yeah. Yep. Third grade. It, and here's how I know was my grandma, uh, my mom's mother. She loved the national Enquirer. So when we would go visit her every week, I would always flip in the National Enquirer and be amused by it, but it was a big deal. I mean, every week there was a headline about speculation of who it was who shot JR. Right. And in fact, it spawned a popular t shirt that just simply said, I shot JR. I shot JR. Yeah. It's a, it was a brilliant piece of television right there. Like I said, the original cliffhanger. But... Yes. All right. Next one flipping cassette tapes to the other side. Now, first of all, how old do you have to be to know what a cassette tape is? And believe it or not, it's making a comeback I, just just because. I, yeah. I okay, no vinyl, LPs. The, the, there's a lot of good reasons why those came back. A lot of people just appreciate the sound, the warmth of their sound, and of course, right. you know, holding the record jacket and just taking the essence of it, and it, it, it's it, it's cool. But I think the people that are trying to bring the cassette back are just trying to say, well, they brought the LP back. We're going to bring the cassette back for nostalgia. I still have my entire cassette collection in the attic. I've, I've held on to it. But I don't miss 
having to fast forward and flip. So it was a great thing when I had a car stereo that you didn't have to turn the tape around. It would just auto flip. Yeah. Auto flip. And you could like skip through the songs. Like you could a CD. Yeah. It knew when the song started and stopped. Yeah. Well, Hey John, Mr. Barney, you said your boombox had a cassette player. Do you remember that ultimate moment? You, you were the boss. You, you were the king of the walk when you got the boombox that had two cassette decks in it. Oh, yeah. Because not only could you put two in there, but you could be that friend that would make copies of the cassette in high quality for your other friend. Indeed. And you put a piece of scotch tape over the little hole at the top of your original so it would record onto the other one. Yeah. All right, next one. Cabbage Patch Doll Craze. Like we, we were a bit beyond that. I mean, I, ne- I never... Had yeah, but it was a big deal. Them. I mean, I remember the news reports about how big deal, like the black market, people would buy one and sell them to, you know, and the whole... The, the whole cachet the, the the hook the gimmick of cabbage patch dolls was each one had its own unique birth certificate and name and everything yeah and it, which made it a you know <clears throat> somebody had to do it first it was a brilliant idea and it worked yeah i just wanted to know why you know they came from a cabbage patch yeah i, I don't know doesn't have the you know the aragala patch kids doesn't have the uh, same ring to it all right, next one. Hands across America. <laughs> Hands across the land I love. Um, bless him in the 80s. You know, people wanted to do the right thing. It, 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 with the success of Do They Know It's Christmas and We Are the World, different causes would come around, um, like Hands Across America. And I was absolutely dying. I'm trying to think of what movie it was when um the two main characters like, oh, I haven't seen these. Yeah, you were at Hands Across America with me, <laughs> and, and they made a reference to that, and it and it came up. But um, but I don't know. This is going to be on the list later. But but the one that I thought was powerful, and I'm not even being funny here, but um, when South Africa had the apartheid system, and there was a big casino. A venue and they would pay famous artists like they would overpay them like huge money to play the Sun City Casino. But right. because of apartheid, and you know, artists would play. So there was a na 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 ain't gonna play Sun City. Oh, so all the yeah, they so like Bruce Springsteen and uh um you know, the, but anyway, I, I think it's funny that not funny, but strange that the artist that caught the grief, it was Rod Stewart. Yeah. That they paid him an outrageous sum to play there. And he's like, you know, and I think he was a rocker. There was just, you know, there was probably a lot of um, illicit drugs and things. Probably social consciousness wasn't on his radar at that time when his manager, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I don't think today Rod Stewart would do it. Right. So. Okay, so this was the Hands Across America route. 
Um, trying to get a little closer here. Yeah. Um, it, it did go near Cincinnati. Um, more on the west side of Cincinnati. I, I was not involved in it. It looked like it went through Dayton as well. Uh, Columbus down probably not I-70, I'm sure, but uh, probably Man. probably US part 40 that... to Dayton wonder and why that... down to Cincinnati. But wonder why I went through New Mexico. and I mean, it seems like there could have been a more conducive route. I would have hated to have been the person that's, you know, in that interstate between Albuquerque and Gila, New Mexico. It's well, practically at, like... I mean, look at all these cities that were... I mean, went through Chicago, but like uh, Kansas City, New Orleans. Denver. Denver. Las LA. Vegas. Yeah. So a lot of cities were missed. So I guess we were kind of fortunate at that time that Hands Across America came where we were or near where we yeah. were. But you, you like held hands for 15 minutes, then you, <laughs> you just stopped. Did were were people singing tunes as they held hands or I I think they ever they probably had not to make a boombox reference. There is probably a boombox about every maybe fifth of a mile, and they probably synchronized. So probably everybody joined hands and sang all at the same time. Hand that would bring up America. a time zone issue. Once again, I don't want to be in Gila, New Mexico. At 4 a.m. in the middle of the desert. Well, there were some gaps in the line. Like they had um, rope where one person would hold the rope, then they'd stretch the rope <laughs> to the next person and go miles and miles. And, uh, so, so in some places, they even put cattle out there, like <laughs> tail to tail. <laughs> this guy's got a hold of a cow tail. <laughs> Hooves across yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, you better watch your hands with that one. <laughs> get get a get a get an apple. <clears throat> All right. Uh, when the chips were when the chips are down, they were there for everyone. <laughs> All right. Next, being obsessed with solving a Rubik's cube. Rubik's cubics. Never could solve a Rubik's cube. No, and I just like math, so that just seemed like. That that Rubik's cube wasn't fun or challenging to me. It felt like work. extra homework and frustration. Work. You could take the stickers off and put them back on and solve it. <laughs> it's a one way ticket to hell, though. <laughs> I I think that's automatic condemnation. <laughs> All right, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird rivalry. That well, was when the are NBA we talking? Was very good. Yeah. Yeah. That was excellent. Of course, the best part of the rivalry, you know, as far as the 80s thing, was the Converse weapons. You get to choose whether you had the black with white star and chevron on the side, or if you had the purple, white, and gold one. Yes, indeed. All right. Um, yes, John, they did say the NBA. That is true. There, there's a documentary about them. Pretty good show. Uh, again, uh, when basketball was good, they were very fundamental and all that. It wasn't just a three-point shooting contest. Actually had centers and big men that mattered. Anyway, moving on before I get on my soapbox. Just say no. Huge in the 80s. 
huge. We spoke of this just a few weeks ago where, and for those of you guys that are new to the show, I told the story about how the, the sheriff's department actually came in our sixth grade year and they let, they lit up a um, left-handed cigarette and they wafted smoke at us and said, Hey, if you smell this and you're someplace at a party or something, you need to leave. Cause this is, you know, <laughs> and that's how we sounded afterwards. <laughs> now, wait, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not, now I'm, I'm going to call into question your memory here. I, I do not believe that someone puffed the left-handed cigarette. Yes, I do remember smelling it. I do not believe well, someone. No, no, no. When I say puff, took, took a toke. No, I, okay. Pardon me. I, I, I'm not saying they, 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 they put it in, and I'll tell you exactly what they put it in. It's burned into my memory. So there used to be tempera paint art supplies that we, we used at elementary school, and basically right. they made a um like like a carburetor kind of thing. Um, that where he lit the left-handed cigarette and put it inside this Crayola thing and squeezed it. There was a hole that like would blow the smoke, you know, like a. a I'm diffuser. not making. I'm serious. Like 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 a diffuser, like a yeah 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 like a wafter. Yeah, like uh, people have those uh, scented oil things. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant uh. No, 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 no. Things that look like an accordion with a point on the end of it. (laughs) No, that's that's for your fireplace. Yeah. Uh, John, no, they did not pass out Twinkies after that. But think about a room full of eighth graders. Sixth graders. I thought we were in eighth grade. Sixth. Sixth Room full of sixth graders smelling marijuana smoke at school. Well, I I do, do not remember taking home any permission slip to do that. (laughs) <laughs> you, uh, the, the, the key word there is don't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I, right. yeah, I remember I was awful hungry. Yeah. It, it, well, it, and for real, one of our classmates who happened to be a pastor's daughter kind <laughs> of got, became overcome with the vapors and the fumes. The va- and she had to go. Yeah. I mean, she had to go to the nurse's office. He said that this is not made up stuff. This is canon. This is Sardinia Elementary canon and facts. I mean, could you could you even imagine today doing something See, like that? I think that's why people think that I'm full of feces. But I'm glad you're here because yes, it happened. It did happen. It, it happened, and it, it's when we wrap our heads around it that way. It's like, oh my gosh, could you imagine today if that happened? I mean, not a lot of today, but I mean, they can't even give you the uh, like when the school dentist would come, they would give you that stuff. It, it, it would look like a chiclet, a red chiclet, and you would chew it. And it was basically the chiclet of shame because people that didn't brush their teeth well, it looked like their teeth became like bloody Dalmatians, like they were red spotted. And then they would say, You never brush your teeth. Look at that turtle. <laughs> Again, never happened. Oh yeah, because that, that that was the shaming method. Oh look at look at you know 
Look at Tommy over there. He's barely got fangs hanging off because it's, you know, all the decay and everything. So when we deal with this, you got to swish with this fluoride. And the best part, it tasted like a combination of horse urine, battery acid, and the strongest mint at the bottom of your grandma's candy dish in, in one thing. And you would have to put it in your mouth. And you weren't allowed to go get a drink. You could spit it out, but you had to leave it. You were threatened with loss of recess. And they turned all of your classmates into informants. So you found the kid you didn't like that tried to sneak the drink from the um the water bed. Oh, oh, he, he ruined it. His and they would lose their recess. And you're laughing because you know this is true. It is true. <laughs> People think but I'm being funny. My 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 question to you is: Have you ever tasted horse urine or battery acid? Yes, in fifth grade <laughs> dental thing. Uh, all right. Next one. <laughs> Garfield phones. You were a Garfield fan. Did you have a Garfield? I'm phone? a huge Garfield fan. I, I dislike what's become of the legacy of Garfield. People oh. think of the silly, you know, movies, but the Garfield comic strip was really witty, biting, and funny. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I did not have a Garfield phone. I did get for my graduation gift, I got a Garfield that said class of 89 that would stick in the window, yeah. you know. So Garfield was looking out the back window of my 76 green Pinto. Speaking of being asphyxiated by fumes. <laughs> All right. Next one. Buying your first VCR. I could go one farther. I remember the first time I talked to my parents into renting a VCR because we didn't have one from town video, the first video store in a two town area. Yes. And it, it kind of looked like, a suitcase and you could rent the vcr i believe which was that which was a hefty sum back then it was like eight dollars a night yeah and then i I could i I remember the first time we rented it i could tell you the three movies rented one we watched as a family two we did not one was top gun and then i also rented animal house and Porky's. Porky's. <laughs> your your parents let you rent Porky's? They didn't know. I I mean they knew, but they didn't. By they that thought, time, I'd already seen it was on a my cartoon grand- about a pig, didn't they? Yeah. Well, n- not only that, but like I'd already seen it a couple times when I stayed at my, when I was at my grandma's unattended in Ripley, and she had Movie Channel. All right, so $8 in 1983 is worth $23.79 today. Yep. So, yeah, it was a princely fair, sum back then. Fair, fairly hefty, hefty sum. Now, VHS or Betamax, a friend of ours had a beta, which, of course, those went away. VHS won out. Yeah. Um, I, I remember looking at the sports section as a kid, and they would, Swallens would put VCR advertisements. And I would always be like, look, it's down to $400. And it looked, it was this big and this wide. and Oh, yeah. Huge. It had its own zip code and a, you know, a refueling station. 
had like dialed TV switchers on the top. You remember those? Like the real yeah. first VCRs? All right. Calling someone to ask them out. I. It gives me anxiety talking about it. Even thinking about it. Because the first time you called that girl, you had to go through the gauntlet. Because if you were lucky, she picked up the phone because she was expecting (laughs) your call. Heaven forbid if it was mom or dad. Yeah. And then you had to do your wooing verbally. Yeah. Now, this is something that, I mean, people of a certain age. (laughs) Now, my, my son's almost 22. I mean, he would have no... No, no recollection of calling someone to ask, and, and you know, obviously someone even older than that, probably mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they were texting back then. I mean, you you didn't talk. Okay, on it it hasn't been that far back. I, I I think what we're thinking about Eric is like, you know, the whole landline aspect. But even the Carly Rae Jepsen song, the "Here's My Number, Call Me Maybe," you know, um, where you would exchange digits. That's- that's a good point, but I guess she does say call me, but here's how, my how, number. Yeah, I mean, calling someone now is, and we've talked about before, and I always, again, bring up Gary Goldman, one of my favorite comedians. Like, how dare you call me without texting me first? <laughs> I, so I, I do that. I don't call anyone without texting them first. Hey, can you talk? <laughs> uh Mr. Brewer, he's out there. He can attest to this. It's like, uh, as we both have children, you know, it's like, hey, okay, if I call you, because, you know, who knows if you're, you know, bathing or putting one to bed or, you know, you don't want to interrupt something like that. So, but yeah, yeah, having to call some, worse yet, if they gave you the number to call and maybe they would pick up, the worst yet is when you, extract the number from a friend and they don't know you're calling so it's the complete surprise call Mm. i'm almost sweating and my stomach is upset and my sphincter feels a little bit puckered because you know that that's very anxiety inducing it was a very uncomfortable but necessary evil yeah all right uh Working out with Jane Fonda. I, I and, mean, and, I remember and, the fad and craze. Yeah, and and I'll I'll expand this out a little bit. Just the workout craze in general, and I'm thinking like Olivia Newton-John's physical video. Let's get physical. Because like Jane Fonda, Fonda. Yeah, Jane Fonda, and Olivia Newton-John. When we thought the workout videos, I mean, I know the first thing that comes to your mind is one of the ladies wearing like a leotard kind of thing with leg warmers, right. a headband, a sweatband of some kind, and a cut-off sweatshirt. You know what I mean? It's yeah. been... Yeah. So, yeah, th- there, there's that look. But I, you, you can't mention the Jane Fonda workout without mentioning Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies. <laughs> right. So... Ah, uh, yeah. Crafty... <laughs> oh. Eric, sorry, uh, one of our favorite Twitter feeds, uh, Super 70 Sports, I don't remember it, but he's made several references to the Tom Kite workout video where he's like in a (laughs) loincloth. Yeah. 
and he's a nerdy individual. I, and why they selected, I want to watch that just to like be weirded out. <laughs> All right. Next one kind of ties into one we've talked about already. Crafting a mixtape. So I would record songs from the Q102 top 10 on on a cassette. Yep. And mix Listen tapes. to Mark Sebastian spin his magic. There you go. All right. Now it's so called you, a playlist. Yeah, right. And you, you could just go to Apple Music or Spotify. YouTube Music or Spotify, you know, whatever. <clears throat> All right, next one. Last time we've had this happen. Horrifyingly watching President Reagan's assassination attempt. Fourth grade. Yes. I remember our principal, um, Mr. Cushing, came over the intercom and said that there's been an attempt on President Reagan's life and instructed the teachers that they could turn on the TV. Of course, the TV we have is like, you know, on that big TV stand that seemed like 10 feet high in the bungee cords and everything to keep it from tipping over and killing us. And, um, but yeah, I remember just sitting there on the rug in the fourth grade room watching that. Yep. Uh, John recorded his mixtape from uh, Casey Kasem's top 40. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what is it? The song is shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe we're laughing about the same thing. I yes. ne- Always remember, and you can Google this you're on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> K- Casey Kasem is recording a uh, long-distance dedication. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did just go to YouTube and like search out Casey Kasem goes ballistic on long-distance dedication or something like that, and it'll come up. I'd but like... he's, record- he's recording long-distance dedication, and, and the producer gives him... <laughs> The, the the right after the dedication he starts talking about someone's dying dead dog and man you you you, you can't start those upbeat numbers and i'm talking about a dead dog and he starts cussing up a storm it's, it's just funny here in casey case i met barbara there. on a senior trip in tulsa we touched hands and had lunch around the fountain the fountain she gave me cholera but I still remember and wonder to know that I'm always out there. So, <laughs> as I lay dying of cholera, that's why I'm sending out to Barbara. Take my breath away by Berlin. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next oh, one. Silly. Coke reinventing their recipe. So, new Coke. I'm surprised it didn't have quaaludes in it. So... Here's what I remember, and this kind of ties in the Pepsi challenge. Remember taking the Pepsi challenge? Yeah. So I remember remember it being at the fair, and I took the Pepsi challenge, and it was just like a cart, a rolling cart Mm -hmm. that had the whole thing in front of take the Pepsi challenge or whatever. So I looked in behind the cart, and there was like sugar and like different things like why is this stuff here are you doctoring the coke to make it taste bad so people pick the pepsi i mean there was no reason as to why that stuff was in the cart 
I, I've always been a Coke guy. I, you know, and like I said, I embarrassed because like I remember taking the Pepsi challenge at the Ohio Tobacco Festival, which is in Ripley, Ohio, which is in Pepsi territory. And I like Coke better. And, you know, I remember looking up at the little blackboard. They would put the little tally marks and it was like 84 to three. And I was one of the three. Surprisingly, and, um, into the river. Yeah. Now they couldn't do the new Coke challenge because a, nobody would want to be taking a drink from Bill Cosby. And, um, you know, things are totally looked at through a different lens, but, you know, Bill Cosby, who was the, you know, most popular person in America in 1984-85 and you know he spearheaded the the new coke but the reason they did new coke is to make it taste slightly more like pepsi because it was a little bit more sugary but then when the new coke came out people rioted and then they brought back the old coke as coke classic which of course scorched the new coke in sales so they just discontinued it right Okay, here's the next one, uh, very timely, considering current events. Lady Diana becoming Princess Diana. So when um, she and Prince Charles got married, now King Charles... King Charles. ...got married. Yes. Um, nobody wants to know this, but I, I remember exactly where I was because um, we were at the... Four, we had went to Dearborn, Michigan... And we went to the Ford Museum, and we were it was we were on that little weekend vacation when and I remember my mom and sister watching it on the TV in the hotel room. Yeah, so random, but yeah. All right, next one here, and here here's a show that I love now. But back then, if I heard the thir- first three notes of the theme song, I was running to the TV to turn the channel. Watching the series finale of MASH. Oh. <laughs> Ting! <laughs> Ting! <laughs> I, I love MASH now. Hated it then. Oh, it when Todd was on here, he would rant. His dislike of MASH has been well documented. Yeah. But I, I think I if think he, he watched needs it... to give it another chance. Yeah. Now... I'll tell you a show that I didn't like it then when I would hear the theme song, even though it was an awesome theme song, I would turn it off and I would still turn it off. I still don't get it as Barney Miller. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that I've ever watched Barney Miller, an episode of Barney Miller all the way through. I don't know. I think it was just something about that police precinct. that was old and run down. And I mean, just New York. Yeah. I was watching right. shows about, you know, I love LA and Miami and then New York and like yeah. that dirty subway and chewed gum on everything. <laughs> so uh, the the big uh, fact about the series finale of MASH was speaking of New York, supposedly the water pressure in New York City went down to low levels because everyone flushed their toilets at the same time because everyone got done watching the episode and went to the bathroom. Yeah, oh, that's not true. Uh, you hear it all over the place. I did. I believe it is true, but it was the most watched program in TV history at the time, and it's yeah. even today. It's in the top two or three, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you have so many options now. It did. Yeah, um, records like that never get broken. But uh, John says Mash is one of the top three shows of all time. I agree. Like I said, I'd love Mash now. All right, here's a uh, here's the next one. 
anticipating nuclear war, specifically the day after the uh, TV movie about nuclear holocaust. In Traumatizing. Kansas. Yeah, but I Lawrence, mean, Kansas. Yes, you watch it today, and it's kind of cheesy as far as this not so special effects, but uh, it was very traumatizing in 1983. Oh, I didn't sleep for two days. Yeah. Because, I mean, the possibility at that time was real. I mean, oh, well, I was yeah. constantly I mean, thinking about. We we never had the, the old duck and cover thing, though. Like, oh, right that, before that we were. That sailed. Yeah, I mean, right before we were born, they would run uh, public service ads and run drills in school. Like, if you see the flash, if someone drops a nuclear <laughs> weapon, duck under your desk, like, that's going to help. But There uh, once was a turtle by the name, by the name of Bert. Of Bert. And Bert, hey, Bert the, the turtle, turtle was turtle very, was very alert. alert. Yeah. So. All right. Waiting all afternoon for your favorite video on MTV. I mean, I would watch for a couple hours, you know, but you knew once you saw it, you knew it was going to be a while. Yeah. I mean, just like the top 40 radio stations. I mean, you hear a yeah. song, you eventually hear it again, but, uh, but I mean, seriously, they're sitting there for hours watching music videos. I mean, no one does that anymore. Before we got MTV in our town, remember, uh, the, what, what, what was the show um, that would be on Channel 5? They would play four videos in a yeah. half an hour. At, at and, 4 o'clock. Yeah, and you would just pray that it was one you liked. I remember that's the first place I saw the Karma Chameleon video Yeah, on the Channel 5 videos. You were, you were hoping you were going to get some, um, you know, Flock of Seagulls or Duran Duran or, um, you know, Culture Club, and you just hoped, hoped, that it wasn't something like really lame. Yeah. Uh, also watched Friday night videos. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, like a live video of canned heat, you know, from the basement tapes. Right. Or hot tuna. <laughs> Ugh, hot tuna. That sounds disgusting. Anyway. <laughs> um, watch the, the premiere, the thriller video on Friday night videos. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here's the last one. This one has come back around. Keeping your valuables in a fanny pack. Oh, yeah. The fanny packs are back, baby. As about, about two years ago. Big time. Yeah, my wife bought one the other day. I, I will not fanny a pack. Or pack of fanny or whatever. <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. A fanual pack if you're fancy. <laughs> Oh, okay. And then that, that's my list. <laughs> that's my list. And I'm sticking to it. That was cool. It's like, yeah. um, yeah, that, see, that's what we love about this show is like, we could take a list like this, but how many diversions have we had? 20 minutes became one hour and three minutes. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, 20 ish, always more on the ish. <laughs> I know John, it, it, it left my, my, I, I said it and I thought, nah, that, that doesn't really work. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. Brady. No, I was thinking about Faniel. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like I said, we'll, we'll move on from that. All right, visit our website. 
www.playbyyourpodcast.com. You can buy a t-shirt at our website. If you go to the uh, menu at the top of the screen, go to the store link. You can click on the picture of the t-shirt and you can go to the uh, buy me a coffee platform and that's where you can buy your shirt. We uh, sold or in the process of selling a couple more t-shirts this week. But that led me to think of this. So um, our t-shirt purchasers, a happy anniversary to one of our original earbuds, Kenny and Karen Enlow. So happy anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy, happy, happy. Good episode of the Flintstones there. Um <laughs> So, um, but yeah, happy anniversary to Kenny and Karen Inlow, loyal earbuds. Yes. All right, Brady, your turn. All right. Hour and three minutes. I I, I will keep it. I I will not be that lengthy unless, you know, we just go on an epic, epic strength of episode here. You never know. But um, we're going to keep with the nostalgia vein. The vibe, excuse me, wasn't intentional, but this came from a list that um, Eric had shared. Like, this looks hilarious, which is about all the discussion we did on it. And I said, yes, I'm going to do this tonight. So this comes from um, a, a website called Sharing Smiles. And uh, this was published just a, you know, a few weeks ago. Regrettable product decisions that famous brands have made. <laughs> So there's famous brands who made regrettable product decisions. Something that either was a big mistake, it was poorly thought out, or it had lasting repercussions because it was a bad idea. And I about wet myself laughing because the very first one on the list is so absurd. Eric, there are two titans of tooth care. One of them yes. is Crest, and who's the other one? Colgate. Colgate. So imagine our surprise when Colgate came out with a line of frozen meals where you could actually buy Colgate beef lasagna. So so was it fortified with uh, fluoride? Well, I'll tell you what's funny about it is when you look at it, and I know it's just ricotta cheese, but it does not take much ima- uh, it doesn't take much imagination. Sorry, the lighting is not yeah, where that ricotta cheese it. looks like toothpaste. Let me see if I can uh, pull up that site and share. Yeah. Well, well, he's pulling that up. But anyway, as part of their expansion in 1982, Colgate came up with the most bizarre idea ever, frozen dinners. In the end, the plan backfired, probably his most consumers couldn't help thinking that Colgate's meals would taste like toothpaste. Not only did the frozen meals fail miserably, but their toothpaste sales plummeted also. So by converse, do I want to brush my teeth with a lasagna sauce? That'd be a negative. Negatory. Negatory. So um, Colgate frozen dinners. Salisbury steak by Colgate. Salisbury steak, children. Children. Um, all right. So um here's another one. Gerber singles baby food for adults. So it was jars of pablum, basically. Baby <laughs> food for adults. And it came a uh, blueberry delight. Right, now hold on to your stomach, Eric. I'm gonna watch you retch. 
beef burgundy? <laughs> what? Beef I, I, burgundy? I, I, what, what the crap Baby is food? What the crap is burgundy? I thought burgundy was like wine. What it is. is it's a beef and wine sauce baby Ugh. food for adults. <laughs> Mediterranean Man. vegetables. All right, so I got I got pictures now. <laughs> Do we want to see pictures? Let me let me present this here. We can kind of go down the line. Okay. So, um, shall I go on to the next one while we're dialing? Oh, here we go. There's the Colgate beef lasagna picture. And the yeah. disturbing part is the lasagna doesn't look bad, but man, emblazoned right there on that top is that Colgate toothpaste logo. Right by the words beef lasagna. <laughs> that, those are two things that shouldn't go together. Like, it would be who, like. Who, who is even sitting in a boardroom and comes up with that? The same person that probably comes up with Jeff enemas. They don't go together. <laughs> All right. And here is the, the Gerber's baby food for adults. Creamed beef. Ooh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That would have to be foul. I I do not want anything that has been creamed. Oh my gosh! As I'm looking at that jar, it just looks like tallow and fat. (laughs) I don't even see any beef. (laughs) I I I I truly wretched there. I didn't use the (laughs) tallow and fat. Eric's gonna mam it at the at the Gerber. Creamed beef for adults. <laughs> I'd be willing to try the blueberry blight delight. I'd, I'd be willing to tr- give that a try, but no, n- nothing to that other stuff. By the All way, right. that came that came out. Excuse me, stop letting it on there. In nineteen seventy four. By the way, the baby food for adults. Don't be giving spoilers, Eric. Sorry. Um. Okay. How about okay. Atari. Atari was nothing but brilliant, except the time where they produced 4 million cartridges of the E.T. video game and 2.5 million were left unsold and completely ended up dumping them in a landfill. Um, Still in a landfill. Still in a landfill. It's saying, okay, it says in 1982 they spent $20 million to secure the rights for it. They found a profitable source for the video game development. The company produced four million, but they only sold fifteen million copies. That left two point five unsold, I guess. Um, and they were later found by archaeologists. Not kidding. In two thousand and fourteen, outside of Alamogordo, New Mexico. I don't know why but, they didn't sell. If it was just well, a dumb or boring game. But but that's the thing, though. I I don't think doing that in nineteen eighty two was such a bad call. I don't think it was. So I'm going to have to look up the, our friend, Doug, my God, he said he ate a whole basic gross, like a (laughs) box of Reese's pieces to get all the proofs of purchases to send away for something. He's, he still can't eat Reese's pieces. He ate so many of them that even the taste (laughs) of it makes him ill. Like I felt looking at that cream beef. Oh gosh. Eric? Yes? Somebody plops that down in front of you. The seal has not been broken. They found it in a time capsule. 
Would you the eat it for a hundred bucks? The cream, the cream beef. beef? Absolutely yeah. not. A hundred bucks? No. Maybe a thousand. Maybe. <laughs> and I'm not even I mean, saying definitely on that. <laughs> I was going to set you up. There is no amount of money that I would to get me to eat that cream beef. Good thing I'm paying you no amount of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So the next one on the list is Pepsi released Pepsi AM, a new formulated, a new formula of Pepsi that contained extra caffeine marketed as a morning drink. And this was in 1989. Eric, I, I would have drank that. Why I mean, didn't that I did, work? I, well, I don't remember it. I don't remember ever seeing that until just this moment. And they said it only lasted a year. But they said the most people weren't fond of the thought of drinking soda for breakfast, I guess. I potato, potato, soda. coffee, or I, tea. I, I drank soda for breakfast all the time. But this, as you said, being such a big Pepsi-Cola region, how how did we not know this? I don't know. Our parents probably never would have let us have it. Had you ever seen our growth? I've I've never even heard of it. No, I've not heard of it. But I'll tell you what I can do. I could feel the styrofoam be peeling that off of that uh, of the bottle. It's they had the styrofoam sheath to it. (laughs) Yeah, and then you would pick it and get in trouble for making a mess. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Okay, now this is going to make me stifle a vehement because I have a very hard, vast rule. <laughs> See, I, 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 it's been well documented. I, I like Doritos, but people that eat these Takis and big old Cheeto puffs, I don't like to eat anything that turns my fingers colors. <laughs> so the thought of this next product, Cheetos Lip Balm. Yeah. Cheetos Lip Balm. Um, it was created in 2005. Not even the most hardcore Cheeto Cheeto fans were on board with this idea. You put on cherry chapstick or something like that to cover up the fact that you've been eating Cheetos. Nobody wants to tonsil box with somebody's lips that, <laughs> you know, I mean, I have luscious and sensuous lips, but nobody would want to touch them if I had Cheetos lip balm on. So, did the lip balm make your lips look like you had Cheeto dust on them? No, I bet they just tasted smelt of cheese. <laughs> and that's horrible. <laughs> I tasted smelt of cheese. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that can't be good. Because even in the picture, Chester the cheetah there, I, I can't tell if he's licking it or vomiting. I was say Chester's looking a little uh, mentally ill there to me. <laughs> well, you know, well, when when a predator, a big cat, is subsisting completely on the diet of fried chips and things like that, I'm sure his mental health is not going to be good. What am I watching, Eric? <laughs> you're watching me stifle a sneeze. Is what you're I was about ready to call 911. <laughs> Try, I didn't I know was what was the, going on. I was sharing the screen. I was off the main screen. I was trying to hit the mute button. I didn't make it. <laughs> you blew out the back of your cranium. <laughs> could have seen, 
because seeing something have like these these headphones that have blown off my ears or something. Um, and the Continue. mini. Bet, sorry, the next on the list is a long line of many missteps by this company, but the Twitter Peak, as in P E E K. And it was a Twitter-only mobile device. So if you could think of a BlackBerry or a um, or a cell phone, but the only thing it could do is read and send Twitter tweets. It had yeah, a 20-character limit. Who, who would now, want such a thing? I, I, and as I said, consumers like, what? Hard pass. That That's not practical in the least. Not in the least. No, and I, I'm a Twitter file, but I, I would not need such a thing. Okay. Get ready to laugh or and use off. <laughs> this next one are near earbuds. <laughs> it's called Thirsty Cat and Thirsty Dog with an explanation po- exclamation point. It carbonated bottle soda breaker pants. <laughs> So, do you suppose the dogs drank it and then belched? <laughs> hey, my, my gold retriever, who looks very much suspiciously like the one in the picture, on the, uh, she has burped on me recently. And, you know, dogs usually don't burp. burp you know, they're that, but she, I don't know what she ate or drank, but she audibly burped. It was really gross. But anyway, but here's the best part. Here we go. This was released in 1994. The bottles contained spring water fortified with minerals and vitamins. The waters were available in two flavors, tangy Uh fish flavor for cats (laughs) and crispy beef flavor for dogs. The product flopped because most consumers thought it was completely unnecessary to get their pet drinking soda. So... So I'll turn your question back on you, Brady. If I gave you a bottle of crispy beef or crispy fist, <laughs> would you drink it for $100? I would not drink the tangy fist soda for any amount of money. Oh, it's tangy fist. Sorry. Crispy beef and tangy fist. Why is it crispy? Does that mean it's fried and liquid that's incongruent? I'm looking at that water thinking crispy beef and my stomach is retching. (laughs) Here's what I want to know. Who's going to open it for them and who holds it while they drink it? It's not like they could get their paws and tip that sucker back after they take the lid off. Do you pour it in their Uh, bowl? I guess. And does it get flat? I mean, it would have to, wouldn't it? Do they care? I mean, they drink out of the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and they lick their and use i probably don't care gosh all right Carry continue <laughs> all right we have talked about this one um easy squirt the heinz purple ketchup that oh, is God. disgusting that that, look- that looks like paint <laughs> looks like purple paint <clears throat> I don't even think Prince would eat that. <laughs> so I I don't think that my brain would allow my mouth to taste ketchup eating that. You know, and, my and it brain probably would play a trick. It it would. 
I, I can compare it to something. Eric, you might remember this is going way back. We would have been five. But when the Reds won the um, World Series in 75-76, um, there was a limited edition Reds ice cream. It was vanilla, but it was red food coloring. Hmm. Which it that. tasted fine, but if you tried to put chocolate syrup in it, it, it basically looked like, you know, abdominal surgery of some kind. And it just didn't compute. But I think this one's worse. I'll give you another like, one. It looks like Barney barfed on your uh, fries. <laughs> well, I'll give you another one. Crystal Pepsi. Oh. I don't even know if that's in this list somewhere. But supposedly that tasted like cola. And I had it once, maybe twice. It tasted nothing like cola. And I think it was because of the color of it. Well, it... it... It did not taste like Sprite or 7-Up. No. And it did not taste like cola. It kind of, you know what I think? It tasted like non-alcoholic Zima. Or a little bit like Ale 8 for you, Moorhead. Kentucky, the Ale 8 is a locally locally brewed and bottled soda. It's kind of like ginger ale meets Mountain Dew, kind of. Nasty. Cherry ale is pretty good. But anyway, so what you eat, I, I can only imagine the after effects of eating that purple ketchup. <laughs> I mean, can it's you imagine? Hard. I know how my kids eat ketchup. And, you know, just, you know, you had a three-year-old that ate some of that purple ketchup and you're going to have a, a purple scat-filled diaper that's going to be absolutely no, terrifying. No, no, no. It would not be purple. It would be green. <laughs> but it, there's a, a reason kin, it's it called kin, easy squirt <laughs> it would be akin to black uh cake frosting oh or or like when motley crew when i worked at camel snot music they had a soda that was kind of like but it that was part of the marketing that it would and it says so on on the label that it would turn your stools the color of the soda intentionally and and i and i swear to god we had like there was like two different flavors of it and there was eight of each flavor at the counter and not one of them was sold not one <laughs> not even on a dare because the, I mean, the science just... clearly said that's what would happen it was supposed to be the ha-ha but you know but it seems like even if you bought one and drank it, that would be something that you wouldn't show off. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> it would it would only be, I don't know if the word is enjoyed. It would be just enjoyed by yourself. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I, hey, I, look what I did. And you'd only buy it once, right? Uh-huh. If you're the only one seeing it, you'd only buy it once. Just to see if it works. Unless you're way too easily amused. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some people are. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to skip one. Do you hear? Now, this doesn't sound as ridiculous in my head reading this for the first time. Harley Davidson clone. Yes. Now, uh, I I think... I mean, I know people that was it smell like gasoline or oil or well, you know, you get colognes that have that essence of leather in it. 
leather and yeah. tobacco. I mean, those are actually, you know, th- those aromas are they're sought after. They're sought after. And um, but anyway, in an effort to diversify, Harley Davidson released strange products. One was a cologne. That was the last straw for many bikers who were not happy about the new division. See, I, I okay. There is precious little details about this. I disagree. I, I bet you could walk into a Harley Davidson store and there is probably Harley Davidson soap or and there's probably a hint of leather and tobacco in it. That this is not a stretch for me. Right. I I just sorry. I Okay, um, the magazine, Cosmopolitan, had their own brand of yogurt, Cosmopolitan Yogurt. In 1999, they tried to release their yogurt, although itself it seemed to appeal to their target demographic. It was a complete failure and discontinued after 18 months. Um, I kind of agree. I would think that the people that would seek out the Cosmopolitan Yogurt probably sought it out for that reason, but I wonder why it was a failure. Was it too pretentious? Well, what, what sets cosmopolitan yogurt apart? I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's not like they were Dannon or something like that, that had many types of yogurt and kind of yogurt is their business. I mean, magazines is cosmopolitan's business. Well, they decide to. Yeah. That's yogurt. Rolling stone yogurt would probably be, be illegal well except in a few places but you know um but yeah i can't imagine why would they would get out of their lane and even try that and why that product i mean there's the cosmopolitan alcoholic beverage that was made popular by sex in the city i'm surprised they didn't have a cosmo branded you know cosmo right but and but no they skipped down to yogurt yeah, it seems kind of silly. Um, the Jimmy Dean's chocolate chip pancake wrapped sausage. You know, and I'm going to make a statement here. That <laughs> I bet you will. That I would give that a try. I would too. Yeah, I mean McDonald's has that whatever they call it with the pancakes. McGriddle. Yeah, the McGriddle. I love the I, McGriddle. It seems like it would be similar to that i mean no it, it doesn't repulse me it, it doesn't make me line up but it's not you know fish flavored soda either <laughs> um no i like the mcgriddle i know people feel strongly about their sweets and savories but i think the thing that makes me take a step back i don't want chocolate on the sausage <laughs> I, I don't. Th- those are incongruent. Can we rewind and edit that out? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh. On to the next one. You know what I meant. <laughs> oh God, this doesn't even sound good. Okay, now everybody. Um, onion chips. Uh, oh, excuse me. Like uh, blooming onions. There's different iterations of onion rings, but for some reason, this doesn't sound good. The McDonald's onion nuggets. 
Well, now, why would that be different than onion chips? I don't know, but onion nugget does not sound pleasant. It sounds like something you say when you're angry. Oh, onion nugget. You stubborn too. Oh, onion nuggets. But um, they tried this in 1975, and they, but. Yeah, deep-fried chunks of onions weren't very appealing to most customers. I See, why didn't that work? That seems almost like avant-garde and ahead of the curve. Well, he, he, yeah. Here's the thing, though, and, and like onion chips, I would much rather eat an onion chip, or in this case, an onion nugget, than an onion ring. I mean, how many times do you bite into the onion ring and then the innards come out, the onion, <laughs> and you're just left with the... Not that it's bad. I mean, obviously, the fried coating we'll see. makes the onion ring, but you don't want the fried coating by itself. Well, nor do you want that slimy, slippery leftover of what's inside the coating. That's Because we know what's inside the onion ring or the onion chip, you could skate on. It's like right up there with the slipperiest substances in the world. Which means, again, that onion nuggets or onion chips are much more preferential to me and i would think to most people because you don't get that phenomenon the onion and the fried outer coating stay intact and you can pop them all in your mouth at the same time yeah i don't know (laughs) um i don't remember this next one burger king's satisfies. fries as in S-A-T-I-S, like satisfied, like <laughs> satisfied, 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 but this is sat, satisfies. But in an effort to offer a healthier, low-calorie alternative in 2013, Burger King launched Satisfries, which it failed to clearly state the health benefit. Nobody, but people referred to them as S-A-D-D-E-S-T, the saddest fries, because <laughs> they were discontinued a year later. <laughs> so, so you should bring them back so you can get an impossible Whopper and saddest fries. <laughs> impossible Whopper and improbable fries. I, um, I, don't, I don't think those fries would leave me very satisfied. Well, I don't see what's so satisfying about that. Like, is it like low calorie oil, or is it like an Alestra, or like one of them? No, you know, oh Alestra, that that would be awful. <laughs> well, like eating about two of those will cause a sugar free gummy bear like intestinal distress. <laughs> so I, yes. I would like to know why it didn't work. Well, it said that they never clearly stated why these were better. And if all these years we still don't know, it just sounds like a cynical marketing ploy. True. Um, Kellogg's Breakfast Mates. In 1998, Kellogg's Breakfast Mates were boxed combinations of cereal and milk and a spoon. At the time, it felt right. What could go wrong? However, most customers actually found the combination inconvenient and messy. It wasn't very tasty either. It was discontinued shortly thereafter. Looks like any school cafeteria during breakfast to me. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure, you know, what the... Um... Okay, now this next one is just flipping creepy. You'll have to try to put the picture up. It is the Rejuvenique facial toning mask which looks yeah. like Mike <laughs> which looks like Michael Myers 
hooked up to a battery shocker. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. It was supposed to tone facial muscles with shock therapy, and it's creepy. And people said it's, it feels like a thousand ants were biting my face. Kind of reminds me. Do you remember that big deal where um, it, it was like those electrode things? It was you were supposed to put them on your abs, and it would like yeah. electroshock <laughs> your abs every few yeah. seconds. But all yeah. it did was like electrocute your innards. It caused you to have like Charlie Clydesdales in your stomach. <laughs> so, so what, what if this thing malfunctioned and it got melted to your face <laughs> and that mask was stuck there i mean i can't the- imagine that can, can you imagine how could you not make noises like it'd be involuntary with that thing shocking your face and be like me <laughs> me like dark bait darth Vader. <laughs> but that's just crazy um all right. Oh, Eric, you kind of stole the thunder. Crystal Pepsi. In the 90s, Pepsi released a brand new version of the original formula, but it was clear. Unfortunately, people found the colorless drink quite weird and too removed from the product they love, and it was halted soon after release. So this simply just said that it was the same, but I disagree. It can't be. No, it did not taste the same. No. Absolutely did not taste. It didn't even taste close to me. And again, maybe it was just my brain playing tricks on me. Like eating that purple ketchup. I don't think I could ever taste ketchup. Maybe if I close my eyes. But yeah, close my eyes or blindfold me and give me a a glass full of Crystal Pepsi. And I think I still would know it's not real Pepsi. (laughs) Um, Eric... I but before I read this one particular one, um, it just it, it's the one involving the the Disney character. Should I pass on that one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, you should. Oh my gosh, you thought that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now I'm going to call them out on their, I'm going to call this list out. The Starbucks Unicorn Frappuccino is a bright pink and blue. It released in 2017, and the first people were very attracted to it. It looked good on social media. However, the taste didn't live up to expectations. See, I disagree. I still hear people wanting those back. So... I'm guessing just looking at that and I don't I don't drink crappuccino or anything like that but I'm guessing that is not going to taste like I think it would. Uh, I'm surprised that Wilford Brimley's face doesn't pop out of that and yell diabetes because <laughs> that looks like that's nothing but sucrose sucrose and high corn syrup fructose. But it it has to have a coffeeish taste, right? Well, I'm going to say no. I bet it tastes like cotton candy and sweet stuff. I bet there's absolutely but it, no. But it's a, a crappuccino. Well, no, it's a it unicorn coffee. one. Well, but it's a crappuccino. I, I think, well, you know, I think that changes it. We'll have to, one of our listeners would have had to have drank one of these. So, um, all right. Okay, we'll skip Betamax. All right. 
And I think we're getting to the point that this might be uh, one of the last two. Um, a McDonald's product that failed, McSpaghetti. <laughs> In the 1970s, McDonald's introduced McSpaghetti. The product was not a hit amongst the Americans who opted for traditional burger and fries. However, surprisingly, it was a big success in the Philippines and is still sold there today. My problem is, why is it just not McSketty? <laughs> McSketty. McSpaghetti is too many syllables. So look at that order in the picture. Would you buy a cheeseburger and your McSpaghetti? That seems like... And it doesn't seem right. Do you ever eat a hamburger and spaghetti together? You know I what? I mean, you have hamburger and the spaghetti sauce, but not an yeah. actual hamburger. I mean, it's bread. It's no different than an additive to the bun. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I do love me some pasta. Well, but again, it, it, to use your own word, it's incongruent. Yes. Those two things. Okay, and I think this is <laughs> Frito <laughs> Frito Lay Wow chips made with the last row. The only thing wow is how am I not in the hospital? <laughs> um, this yeah, and that was it. That was the exclamation you made after about fifteen minutes of eating these things. <laughs> wow, am I not dehydrated and dead? <laughs> As as, it, as the sound being made, other than the wow, was sounded like two polar bears fighting in your abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm laughing. Um, it introduced these in 1998, and the fat-free chips were initially a big hit. Consumers were thrilled about the idea of eating as many of these things without supposedly gaining weight. However, sales soon plummeted after it was revealed that the chips... Use Alestra, a fat substitute, which could cause. Yes, you did. Yes, you didn't gain weight because your innards were li liquefied and came, came <laughs> out. Said, I, I love how they euphemized this. Um, they said that it uh, caused abdominal pain. Well, the reason you had abdominal pain is because there was a race to get out of you, and everything was winning. Um, <laughs> because it had been, you know, slickered up by that Olestra. <laughs> and and again, I've told the story on this show before uh, about uh, my first first teaching job at that school. Uh, had a had a girls softball player stopped at uh, the 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 players would drive to a, a destination where there was a carryout, and the bus would pick them up there. So she went in the carryout and bought some of these wild chips and started eating them on the bus on the way to the game. <laughs> Yeah. And the bus had to stop like five times. On <laughs> that that would be horrible. And she was unable to play in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Not laughing at somebody's misfortune, but it just, you know, it's just unfortunate. Um. Okay. Just due to time, this is probably is a good last one or next last one. Another McDonald's failed. Now, before I read the name of it and I look on it, if I could get the green gunk off of it and the orange gunk off of it, like some kind of condiment that I would eat, it, it doesn't look offensive. But it's called the McAfrica, spelled M-C-A-F-R-I-K-A. 
In 2002, McDonald's was involved in one of the worst PR crises to date, the McAfrica, made with beef, cheese, and vegetables on pita bread. The McAfrica was launched in Norway, one of the world's wealthiest countries, while at the time, 12 million people were starving in Africa. So uh, it didn't, uh, that got fun, unfunny there at the end, but I was wondering, I was like, well, what on earth could be wrong with this? And then as soon as I read it, I'm like, oh. I bless the rains in McAfrica. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got the pains cause McAfrica. <laughs> okay, um, so um and I'm saving this because Ford Motor Company, the Ford Pinto. Ah uh, yeah. How'd you call this a fail? A lot of people had Ford Pintos. It was released in the 70s, and it was so controversial that some people called it the death trap. Hey, back off. I'm still here. Two generations oh. of limings rode around in that thing. Uh, I was going to say, that, that wasn't the car that about killed me. No. The model brought a huge financial loss to the company and damaged its reputation after it was known that the car, was, if it was rammed from the rear, the gas tank would rupture and burst into flames. The accidents resulted in 117 lawsuits. But, um, you know, it, like I said, I can't complain because that thing had 300,000 miles on it. And I'm not, no, I'm not kidding or exaggerating. It had 300,000 miles on it and it was still running. Now there was holes in the floorboard. You can see the pavement <laughs> through little holes, but it still ran. So. As I said, that was not the car of yours that almost killed me. Had several cars of one of my friends about killed me. One of your cars about killed me. Yeah. All right. How about... Hold on, I lost it. Ah, the Google Glass. I never understood this. The Google Glass was launched in 2013. It came at a very high price for $1,500. The glasses failed to carry out any of their intended functions and raised several privacy concerns. So the, the thing was that it would privately be able like, you could surf the internet and everything using your pupil and your eyes to function as the cursor. But it was also like a, a camera that you could be recording people and recording conversations without them knowing it. It was a fully functioning camera and recording device. And I'm well, not trying like to be any random cell phone can today. I mean, well, yeah, except, you know, you're wearing this in your head and I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but like it was so intrusive people that bought them, they called them glass holes <laughs> because like they said, you know, even the people wearing them like was up to obnoxiousness. So it, it was one of those ideas I think people imagined like Mission Impossible, James Bond, and what they right. got was some peep, you know, peepy, pervy guy recording somebody in a store or a subway. Right. So, um, all right, Taco Bell waffle tacos. Um, in 2013, it died down. Ch they changed the recipe and just replaced the waffles with biscuit tacos. Hey, 
I would eat that. That looks good to me. It looks good to me right now. And not I would that eat that right now. Not with that syrup on it. I That's put disgusting. on the syrup. No. You, you know what I would really like? Okay, if they could take that. If Chick-fil-A came out with that today, and you replaced whatever beef's in there with some chicken, like a chicken waffle taco, yeah, that would be fantastic. Don't want any syrup on my eggs and no sausage. Sweet and no <laughs> it's sausage. <laughs> um. All right. So since it is that time, I'm just gonna pick one last one that looks just fun. Um, and mix salad shakers. <laughs> okay. So the mix it was released in 2000. The mix salad shakers came in at three meal choices: chef, grilled, and chicken Caesar and garden. It seemed not that many people were super. So basically, it was in a like a cup that you would get a milkshake in. So it was a salad in a cup, and the whole thing was you put the salad dressing in and you shook it. See, and I think that's brilliant. I don't understand why it failed. Um, if if you if you pour the dressing in there and you shake it all up and the dressing gets evenly distributed because it's in in the cup, I think that's brilliant. Why did oh. that not work? I don't. I, I guess just they felt silly shaking it. And what if you didn't get the lid properly secured and your mig your mix salad shaker became a mix salad shooter? And <laughs> uh, and this is the very last oh, one. Promise, man, I, uh, I, Burger I, King. Oh, I was gonna say, are you gonna do that one? <laughs> we are gonna do this one. This is the Burger King Black Burger. Bam, bam. Um, it's <laughs> going back to the well released that, as a limited edition oh, Halloween no. burger in 2014. <sighs> the burger Burger King thought that their black burger would be an immediate hit, just like in Japan. The company used charcoal to make the buns look black instead of their yeah. usual color. However, most people found it to be quite weird, and the sales were not good. Even the cheese looked black. Well, and, and the burger looks anemic. Like pale. well, that's because everything else looked like it well, been primer. Well, well, I know, but that, that uh, I mean, the burger is probably not bad in and of itself. But next to all the rest of that stuff, that could be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen, <laughs> food wise. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just the black t- like it, it. Once again, it would be incongruent. You would bite into that expecting one thing. You would expect it to taste like you were eating a charcoal bricket. Well, and how does charcoal not affect the taste of the bun? I mean, you like char broiled, but I don't want char bun. No, not at all. And it, it looks like if you barely tapped that thing, it would disintegrate. Disintegrate. Like <laughs> <laughs> I said, that... could be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen right there, food-wise. But, um... All right, so I think that pretty much uh, brings us to the end of the night. There's a, there's a few more on the list. I would encourage you to um, you know check it out. It was a it was a great list. Once again, sharing smiles and product fails. There was one really hilarious one. It was just an epically bad idea, and we could not include it. 
Because it's TV 14. And just look for the Disney in the list. And the reason we can't read it's so offensive. I can't believe anybody thought this was a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Brady. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That brings us to the end of episode 111. Uh, Once again, you can get this audio version on Friday at 3 a.m. on all of our platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, our main platform, anchor.fm, backslash play it by your podcast. Video-wise, you can see it on our YouTube page, archived. If you search play it by your podcast, find find our channel, give us a follow. Uh, Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Thank you. Uh, search play by your podcast, although that only archives for about two weeks. Uh, if you're a gamer, you probably know about Twitch. Social media, all of our links are on our website, playitbyyourpodcast.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. Uh, you can interact with us via email, admin at playitbyyourpodcast.com. If you'd like to leave a voice message to be included in our podcast, click the link at your audio podcast provider. And if you're on the iHeartRadio app, uh, there's a little button that looks like a microphone talkback feature, they call it. That's how you can leave us a voice message there. All right. Anything else for the good of the order, Mr. Liming? All good. Just thank you for being around. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you sticking with us after a week, unexpected week off. And um, tell everybody about us. Buy our T-shirts. Spread the word. All righty. And have a great night. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.